Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's safe to say that within us all, our inner child has never really grown up. Who hasn't wanted to be daring, adventurer, traveling to exotic places in search of buried treasure? Or the armchair explorer who stumbles upon a secret map detailing the whereabouts of some unknown object right in your own hometown. Well, hello, I'm Sunny. And I'm Sandy. And today on Parent Savers, we're talking about geocaching, family fun in nature. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome, everybody, to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for parents from the newborn years through kindergarten. I'm your host, John O'Reill. Thanks again to all of our loyal listeners who join us week in and week out, and thanks also to those of you who are listening for the first time. As you may know, you can join our Parent Savers Club and receive access to special bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts from time to time. And if you haven't already, please make sure to download the free Parent Savers app, available in the Android and iTunes Marketplace and for Windows Phone, so you can automatically have access to the great parenting advice conversation we have on Parent Savers every week. Let's start today's conversation about family fun in nature and geocaching by meeting everyone who's joining us in the room today. I'll start with myself. My name's Johnner. Uh, we have three boys, a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a uh, just-turned-three-year-old, and we have definitely geocached before, and it's something that our family's very... Um, has done and we've done since our kids were younger. So I'm definitely excited to talk about today's topic. Hi, I'm Erin Estevez, also known as OG Mamacita. And I have one boy. He's two and a half going on 40. Um, we have yet to geocache with him. We're totally excited about it, though. And before I go into anything further... Wait, or- wait what's your son's name? Wait cash. for it. Geo... Geocache. Her son's name is Cash. Really? Okay. <laughs> um, so I wanted to remind everybody of our virtual panelist program. If you would like to make a comment or a question and you can't be in the studio because you're not in the area or you're otherwise occupied, you can shoot us a text, a message um, via Twitter or on our Facebook by hashtagging VP Parent Savers. Everyone send Aaron texts. I know. Send me a text. <laughs> no, hit us up on social media. All right, and then also Sandy and Sunny are joining us. Tell us about yourselves, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, we're Sunny and Sandy, and we're uh, parents of a currently six-year-old. Just, just graduated turned six. from kindergarten. Just graduated nice. from kindergarten. <laughs> And uh, we've been geocaching for a long time. In fact, many years ago, we decided that we loved our hobby, the sport, this activity, whatever you want to call it, so much that we would start a podcast and start talking about it uh, on the air as well, just like what you guys are doing here. Awesome. Yeah. And what's that name of that podcast? The name is uh, Podcasher. So it's like P-O-D-C-A-C-H-E-R. It's Podcasher Podcast at uh, podcasher.com. Nice. Yep. All right. Well, great. Thanks for joining us. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Before we start today's show, let's talk about a news headline. This is where we look at a topic that's been in the news recently and discuss it and think that hopefully we can offer some interesting perspective or at least bring an issue to your attention as our listeners. Um, so, Aaron, what have we got today? Well, right now we have an appearance that Mila Kunis made on the Jimmy Kimmel show where she took the opportunity to chastise men for saying we're pregnant. So she says, um, oh, you both are having a baby, she asked. You and your wife are pregnant? No. She asks future dads to that they should drop the we before are pregnant because quote you are not squeezing a watermelon sized person out of your lady hole <laughs> so <laughs> this has taken a life of its own on the internet and people are just going crazy about it what okay. do you guys think did you say we're pregnant i think there are times where i did and there's times where i didn't um, but it definitely, you know, felt like, I mean, I can kind of sympathize with that thought because at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I'm not the one that has to get that out of there. Um, so I can understand that, um, for sure. But I also think that, um, you know, with a lot of things with marriage that the, the team, and it's always been a big factor for me and Christina that we're a team and we're in everything together. But at the end of the day, she was the one that was carrying the baby and delivering it. <laughs> What about you guys? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Sandy and I adopted, and so we never went through that phase of being we're pregnant or she's pregnant. Um, so it's an interesting. But, you know, I, I've heard that uh, term used several times, and I, I, I think I'm uh, of, of similar thought. It, it's a team effort, mm-hmm. you know, um, but there's the physicality, obviously, physiology. All right, so there's yeah. the dude's well, perspective. Yeah. So, what you, <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys? Yeah, what do you guys think? Well, for me, we always, I always said we're expecting because, oh, okay. you know, that... So it, both of you are expecting, right? Yeah, we're expecting, but I'm the one who happens to be pregnant. Right. Uh-huh. You know, that doesn't diminish his role in any way, but it doesn't um, detract from mine either. So choose your words carefully. Don't say we're pregnant, but that we are expecting to be parents. That's a good little nuance. Yeah. We're it. going to have a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to have a baby. And perhaps Mila Kunis wouldn't have a problem with you saying that. <laughs> Today's topic is kids geocaching, family fun in nature. Today we're talking with Sandy and Sunny, who are not only experienced geocacher uh, geocachers, but also podcasters. So thanks for joining us. You're so let's start with a basic about what are we talking about when we're talking about geocaching. Okay. So essentially it's a treasure hunt. You're looking for a container that's hidden out there somewhere. And the way you find it is by using a GPS receiver or device. Uh, typically there's going to be little trinkets in the container. You're not going to actually find treasure. Um, but when you open it up, there's going to be a logbook that you sign. And then if you want, you can trade out uh, some of the little trinkets. Typically, it's not anything of huge value uh, or worth, mostly like Happy Meal toys. Right. Yeah. The, the treasure, a lot of the treasure is the hunt. Absolutely. That's right. right. Absolutely. The treasure the is journey, the journey, the experience. Yeah. And the, so for, if you're not familiar with geocaching, um, I think that everyone would be amazed to see how widespread these are and that they're almost everywhere. Well, they're, they're the all over the world. Yeah. Geo takes it mm-hmm. right there. It does cover the world. Yeah, actually, if you take a look at the map right now, I believe they've gone over 2 million geocaches 
in, in around the world. And uh, one thing you can do is go to the the parent website geocaching.com. Right. Just put in your zip code, and then a map will pop up, and you will see how many are around your 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 area, your home. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, so for if you want to get started in geocaching and learning more, that's the first stop, right? It's, and it's, is it a nonprofit organization or is it a profit? Well, you know? uh, the way it works is um, th- there's a way to pay. Yeah. Well, it is for profit. You can sign up for free. Right. Um, and then if you want some of the more advanced features, you can pay like 30 bucks a year. Okay. So it's not too expensive. Yeah. Um, but they are a company. They're the main listing site. There are other places that yeah. list geocaching. Is that geocaching.com? Geocaching.com. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I know that there's an app too, and I think that it, there's their official app. And this is one of those that I recommend to all my friends that have kids. Um, and it's ten dollars. It's nine ninety nine um, for this app. And at first, because you're so used to the app economy of like I want it free or I want it for ninety nine cents or it's a ripoff. But then say, look, take a step back and think about all the fun that you're going to have in nature looking for things and it's an easily a great 10 bucks to spend and so I've talked to a lot of my friends and had them buy it too and they've totally thanked me for getting it it used to be that you had to buy a GPS unit you know exactly a hundred or more dollars and now with a smartphone that almost everybody has yeah 10 bucks for the app and you're there yeah, you're yeah. we all have a GPS in our pocket and let me clarify yeah. um, the $30 for a premium membership gets you a lot of goodies but you can play the game for free exactly Certainly. so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so we just talked a lot about money stuff so sorry to scare you off but yeah. you don't yeah. it's but free. it's all for free and that's right. what's really cool about it. it's much. all free yeah. in nature and you can find you can go to that site and find geocaches right. like from the website you right. put in your zip code and you'll be amazed right around the corner at your local park you know right around your house everywhere you go in there you're gonna find them there yeah and so maybe describe like just a basic experience that someone might have finding a geocache or if like a family was going for the first time what they might experience well, um, there's a lot of variety of geocaches, but if you just stick with kind of the traditional ones where there's a container hidden, um, there's a lot that you can get out of the website. You can look for difficulty and terrain rating, yeah. so you can look for an easier um, experience. You're not going to want to be hiking up a mountain with a bunch of little kids, and you can find the um, something that's in your local area that's of a larger size mm-hmm. so that you know it's right. going to have some toys in it, not a little tiny, yeah. tiny container. And so each cache, then, is rated... Um, with the how easy it is to find, mm-hmm. how easy it is to find, how easy it is to find, and how, also the terrain, how easy it is the terrain, which to is get how there. easy it is to access yeah. and right. get there, uh-huh. um, as well as the size, the, the size, cache, right? right? So there's yeah. kind of three factors, right? Um, and those are all I think kind of rated and then vetted out by people who have also found it, um, found those before you, right? Yeah. Uh, and so um, you go out and then you might find one on your phone. You might be at a local park, right? And say, mm-hmm. hey, geocaching, like I heard about it on the Parent Savers right. podcast or someone I want to try out. You pull up and you say there's one close by. So then what do you do? Well, you start walking and following, you know, the the, the arrow and it'll uh-huh. show you which direction to go and, and it'll kind of count down the distance. And then what you get once you get close, uh, 20, 30 feet, then you start ha- having to hunt because right. it's not accurate, you know, to the, yeah. to yeah. the centimeter. Our, our biggest tip for newbies just starting off right away is um, – um, is to uh, once you get close, just put away put the, away the cell phone or the, the GPS device. receiver and start doing the Easter egg hunt thing. Look under bushes, mm-hmm. turn over rocks, um, because some of them are very cleverly hidden. Well, but and so within each page, there's also uh, so hints. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like sometimes to kind of help you find it, like right. yeah. uh, the 
the crazy green bush, yeah. like look around there or right. something. That, exactly. Well, that's going to be dependent upon the hider. Yeah. See, geocaching is really both uh, hiding and seeking. And most people start off, obviously, by as seekers. By, by seekers, and they're looking for uh, geocaches that other people have hidden. Mm-hmm. But after some experience has been built up, a lot of times they, they say, oh, we want to hide one ourselves, which is a lot of fun for families to do. Right. And um, it's really de- dependent upon that hider to to disclose how much they want to put into the hints and things like right. that. So they can be really cryptic about it, yeah. or they can be just like, okay, it's over underneath this rock next to this tree. Go find it. Yeah. And I know for us as a family, especially when we do it with young kids, there's two things we've already kind of touched on that have been. One is the kids get so excited about tracking on the phone or the device that you end up kind of needing to remind them, hey, guys, let's look up and yeah. look around right. and yeah. remember Enjoy the hints. Yourself. But they just – they like seeing where their arrow is and right. like moving yeah. it around. Um, but two, you know, I think the difficulty is also a big factor because different families, you know, especially maybe people have older kids um, or they try to be harder. And sometimes you might find it with your young kids and then you get so frustrated because you can't find this little tiny geocache that's oh. hidden somewhere on a tree. Oh, absolutely. And that happens to veterans all the time. Yeah. And, and I think one of the most frustrating things is um, that you read – the online logs that other people post. Right. And because what happens is um, you, there's a paper log that you sign in, yep. which is fun, but then you can go back online and sign the online log. And what's frustrating, especially for veterans or people who've been doing it for a little while, is you read other people who said, found it, easy, no problem. <laughs> right. and like, we cannot find this thing. Where is it? You know? Yeah. And especially when you have young kids around, there's been a couple times where we've been like, oh, man. But overall, we've had super positive experience yeah. with oh, yeah. A lot of time when Sean was, was very young, if we found it first, We'd kind of guide him right. so that he could find it. <laughs> right. Um, and he would get there, so Sean? excited. And now then, he really does find it first. Yeah. <laughs> we don't great. have to help him anymore. Well, and so there is a treasure aspect to it. We talked about the treasure being the hunt. Yeah. But um, there's some caches, especially the bigger ones that I think you touched on, that actually have treasures. Yeah, they have trinkets often, little toys. You know, mm-hmm. the, we talk about Happy Meal toys, you know, dollar store toys. Yeah. Sometimes little stuffed animals or little tiny toy cars, um, bouncy balls, you know. So but we found a lot of different things. The idea, though, is that um, you don't just take it. You would leave something no. if you want to take something. Exactly. Yeah, and that's one of the things you want to instill in your kids is mm-hmm. to, to understand. Um, and for, for us, we tell Sean, um, don't just trade, but trade up. Because there's always this um, sort of trend for people to put in more and more and more junkier things as time goes along. So a cache that's like, let's say, a week old has yeah. some, some decent trade items. But then after it's been there for three or four years, you know, you find like bottle caps and a, right. pe- a penny and things like that. And so um, that's one of the things that we, we work with Sean is like, okay, wh- what are we going to trade and um, wh- what's going to be a fair trade or trading up? Yeah, yeah, and really start thinking about – and I think as kids get older too, they can appreciate it more mm-hmm. – um, you know, what's going to give other people happiness and pleasure sure. to finding it and thinking about the other people yeah. that are going. All right, we just jumped right into that, Aaron. Are you intimidated or excited yeah. or have questions? I'm just sitting here going, <laughs> So I, I don't want to make – did we make it sound too hard? No, they, no, no, no. It okay. sounds good. I'm just still trying to grasp the whole it's thing. A, it's really a whole new world, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's amazing. And it's out there underneath your, your nose and you, you didn't even know it was out there. Yeah, all the hidden hidden things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, that is one of the things too is – um. I remember we were out on Coronado, which is out here in San Diego. It's um, um, they have like some parks. Uh, it is yeah, it's a peninsula. And we looked up one, and there was one that was hidden like across the street from a hotel. Yeah. And you end up in these circumstances where you're kind of looking on this fence, and there's all these people going about their daily life, yeah. and you feel like you're in this secret game um, that they that they don't know about, and they might even be kind of looking at you like, what exactly is going on? But I know that right. they try to protect against that too when you hide the caches. Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't they, want people to think you're doing suspicious activity. Right. They don't like them hidden by schools and, you know, obvious things like that. Airports, They're certainly not hospitals. dangerous things like yeah. railroad tracks. Yeah. It's funny how you, you brought the, the term up with uh, uh, other people who don't know about the game because in, within the game itself, mm-hmm. we call non-geocachers muggles. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah, it's like that. They're not. In, it's like they're, they're not. Part, in. They're not. In they're not in the, the world. Yeah, they're right. not in the world. But see, now that you're listening, you, you no longer are a muggle. You know that this is existing. So, <laughs> do I get a wand? Yeah. <laughs> you could. Well, I know somebody had also mentioned this to me, and I don't. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but they said that you could track or you could buy. Oh yeah. How, yeah. how, I don't understand how that works. Yeah, that's a different – one thing that most people start to um, realize after they go geocaching is the, the complexity, the multiple layers of it. Because at first, what we've just talked about is what's called a traditional cache. So there's a container. Um, it's very straightforward. You're using coordinates, maybe some clues. You open up the container and blah, blah, blah. But there are so many other variants uh, and layers of geocaching. Um, there's puzzle caches. There's caches that involve uh, geology. They're called earth caches. Oh, wow. There's things called virtual caches where there's no actual container, but it might take you on a historical walk. So, um, yeah, the different variants of geocaching are what there. And there's these other things called travel bugs. Yeah, I think what you're referring to is a travel bug, which is a trackable number. It's very unique. And so you can log it on the website and then track to see where it goes. So people take a little travel bug tag and attach it to a toy or some little item, and then they drop it in the cache. And then what's supposed to happen is people will pick it up and move it from cache to cache. And then you can see on the mm. website, you can look on the map to see where it's gone. You can give it a goal, like I want to visit you know, Europe or, mm-hmm. or go to all the Disneylands around the world. And then you can see what happens. And sometimes people take pictures of it. And it's a really cool thing to do. You know, something that um, some uh, school kids have done is as a classroom, they'll send out a travel bug with a goal, let's say, you know, to visit all the Disneylands, and, and they'll track it so they can see who picks it up uh, because everybody who picks it up logs it, mm-hmm. you know, they'll type in the code number, and then so you can see as it moves across and sometimes to other countries and things like that. It's, it's kind of fascinating to vicariously sort of travel with that bug. That's how I heard about geocaching was oh. a neighbor was really excited because they had found one of these bugs at our library, which uh-huh. is just a few blocks away from us. And I was, and he pulled up on the website and it had gone from like Minnesota to Denmark to Texas and then to San Diego. And so I was like, what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's um, a, a great introduction. And I think we've even gotten into some advanced stuff, but let's uh, take a quick break and we talk back. Let's talk about how maybe family like errands could get started in geocaching and what that would look like. We'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to Parent Savers. Today we're talking about geocaching with kids with Sandy and Sunny from Podcaster.com. Uh, thanks again for joining us. So um, let's say that we have um, – this is something – well, how, how did you guys get started? I, so I want to look at it because you were mentioning you started even before you had had kids. Well, I started uh, pretty much when geocaching started as well. Okay. It was something that I read about in a magazine, and uh, I'm a self-professed geek. 
and uh, love all things gadgetry. And I also love the outdoors. I love traveling. And so this was a perfect mix. So I read about it, started doing it, and uh, had a lot of fun doing it on my own. And I don't, I'm not trying to say that you're old or anything, but it was a lot harder then, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way, way back then. Way back then. Yeah. Yeah. Only, we had to use constellations. <laughs> yeah. It only started in the year 2000, for yeah. those that don't know. But it was still hard. I remember doing yeah. it with the GPS, like even before we oh, had yeah. them on our phones. And that was even a little more difficult yeah. than it is now. Well, the interface of the GPS was just like unreasonable. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, and so it was a, it was a higher threshold for people to be able to get into the game. Now yep. it's so easy, especially with smartphones. Yep. Um, and the kinds of GPS units that they have out there are a lot more user friendly. And the accuracy too. Accuracy has yes. improved uh, significantly. Mm-hmm. But so I was doing it for several years, and then um, I was introduced to Sandy. So this is before we were married. I, and then I was introduced to Sandy. You found her on a geocache. Well, no. no. <laughs> but uh, my brother and his family set us up on a blind date, yes. and we went geocaching on oh, our that's first awesome. date. Well, with, and, with their whole family, three little kids. And the two of them and the two of us, our first date. And one of the reasons I chose that was because I thought it would be a fun thing to do. I didn't know Sandy. I didn't yeah. know if it would be awkward to just go out to dinner. And I thought, I thought, hey, let's go, let's go do this thing called geocaching. So we, it's sort of like hiking and you get to chat with somebody. I thought I'd get to know her. And, yeah. and if it didn't work out, I could always kind of, you know, walk in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> you had your phone call already oh, set. Oh, find a tree. <laughs> yeah. But, but things worked out. And it actually, so that was our first date. Oh, we went awesome. geocaching. And, uh, uh, it actually translated to when I it, it evolved to eventually when I proposed to her. I used geocaching as part of my proposal scheme. Yes. Nice. Yeah. He hit That's, a fake geocache, put my ring in it. The whole yeah, the whole deal. It's <laughs> it, it was it was very involved. It was like Ocean's Eleven, Mission Impossible. I had <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, there were binoculars and radio involved as well as uh, telescopic Somebody guarding lenses. the cache. Everything. Yeah, and That's it's awesome. all documented. Very yeah. cool. So that yeah, we geocached cool. for years. You know, everywhere we went, we traveled. We went to Europe. We geocached there. Um, and then when Sean was born in 2008, we probably took him out to find his first cache when he was two weeks old in his little baby carrier. Baby right. Carrier, I yeah. mean, of course, he's not looking for the geocache, but we just took him along, you know, yeah. when we went. So it's something we've always been doing. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it's, I know for our family, we like to get out in nature or do hikes. And it's sort of, you know, it's hiking with a purpose a yeah. little bit, too. That mm-hmm. it, it can introduce you to some new areas. And then also kind of always make sure that it's something a little bit different there, too. I think one of the aspects that we really enjoy about it is the connection to people. You know, whether you're taking friends of your own age and other parents out geocaching or whatnot, or when it's with younger kids, there's there's that connection aspect. Because you don't find the cache right away, especially if you go out to, you know, geocaches are found in urban settings. Mm-hmm. They're, they're found in, in, in out in the woods and things like that. Especially if you get a chance to go walking. What what generally happens is people start to connect. They talk to each other. And then um, and then it's, it's interrupted when you you go find the geocache, and then you get walking and talking as you go find the next one. So that's, I think, the thing that appeals to us a lot. We actually use geocaching, um, you know, as a family activity, you know, for like an occasion. Because, you know, sometimes like it's uh, when we're recording this, it's about to be Father's Day. So it's like, oh, you want to do something together as a family. Yeah. But you don't want to spend like a hundred bucks just to like go somewhere. But so geocaching really doesn't really cost anything besides no. maybe some low low entry costs for like the first time you do it right. if you want to get the app or if you want to go get the advances on the site but even then you don't have to do it right but then you get all these great family experiences by being able to do it tell me about the uh, post thanksgiving our all our family gets. yeah our 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 larger family you know we used to kind of have a tradition of after thanksgiving or christmas dinner we'd all go out 
on a hike and mm-hmm. a geocache, and we'd find some place near where we were gathered that time. And, you know, all from the grown-ups, the grandparents, all the way down to the kids, we'd all go out. And some of them were more into it just for the hike or the walk. Yeah, and the know, talking. Walk off yeah. the turkey. And the, the kids would be more the ones really trying to really. find the container and stuff. But it was a great bonding experience. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And so I think that, I mean, in how old – I know you said you took your son out at two weeks, but obviously he's not really – remembering it or getting right. anything out of it. Um, but, I mean, two, three years old, can you see, like, families going out and the kids really enjoying themselves? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we took him, you know, he graduated to a baby Bjorn and then to a backpack on Sonny's back. But mm-hmm. then when he got to the point where he could actually walk and, you know, do a decent short little hike, um, then he was right down there on the ground, you know, ready to hunt for the cash. At, yeah, two or three, and not totally understanding it. But once we got there and said, hey, we're looking for a box, help us find it, right. uh, he was totally into it, and especially then the trinkets that are inside. Yeah, and so you have to make sure as the parents to have something for them to exchange. Yes, yeah, yeah when they're yeah, that young. Now we say you have to pick something it, from your toys. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, when they're that young, to make, right. make sure that they're ready. So Because they're going to see the box, they're going to want something from right. it. So make sure you're replacing it with something else. Right. And one of the things about geocaching is it scales. We, we've talked about on our show, because we have parents that call in and talk mm-hmm. to us as well, is um, you know what's appropriate for what age. So it, uh, depending upon the age, you might want to consider you know how long is the hike going to be? It, are they going to get crabby after a hot day? And make sure you bring along snacks and water and things like that. So you really got to take into consideration. And your geocaching style sort of evolves depending on who's going out with you that day. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of settings have you guys geocached in? Like, what are some of the maybe more exotic experiences or, you know, what are some more kind of family experiences that you've had that have been great with geocaching? Well, the exotic ones are probably our overseas travels, but that was before Sean was born. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've geocached in other countries. France and Spain and Amsterdam. It's Kazakhstan. Amazing. I mean, no matter where you go, there's geocaches there. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're on a family vacation, yeah. you know, even if it's well, just to... Um, you know, a local state park or national park, you know, there's going to be caches there. And what we like, sometimes I feel like it's one of those things where you don't even have to be out saying, oh, we're going geocaching. You can be out like, oh, yeah, we're at a state park. Yeah. And you guys might be beyond this, but at least for us, it, then it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's geocaches around. Well, that's a good point. And, and that's one of the great advantages of the smartphone app is the mm-hmm. spontaneity of it. Because uh, it, it used to be before, back in the old days, <laughs> yep. you, you'd have to really plan out where you were going to go hunting. And you used to, I, I'm not kidding you not, you used to print out the papers and, then, right. and had to put in the coordinates by hand. Now you can just carry along your smartphone and then exactly you're, you serendipitously say, oh, you know, hey, let's see what's around nearby. Right. And you find some cool stuff. Sometimes it leads you to places that you never expected to. Uh, to visit. Sandy and I went on a cruise one time, and that's exactly what we did. We got off, and instead of paying for one of those expensive excursions that they push on you, mm-hmm. we said, hey, let's see what geocaches around oh, here. That's a good idea. And it mm-hmm. took us to some amazing places uh, at, at our cruise location, and um, what ended up happening was some of these other people who paid for excursions ended up going to the same to the place. Same and we're like, oh, we got here for free, and we're having a great time. <laughs> Geocaching. Well, well, I think that goes to a little bit then, and I think you guys have had some experience planting caches and, oh, yeah. you know, in the mind of the people that are planting it so those people you know a lot of times when when you're encouraged when you go through the process to be a hider instead of a seeker Mm -hmm. you're encouraged to you know why are you pulling people to this location is there something noteworthy and you know encouraged to 
get, to draw people to things that maybe you enjoy and open up to their experiences. Yeah. And one of the things we highly suggest is, you know, find a, a decent amount of caches, you know, whether that number is 20 or 50 or 100 caches before you actually hide. Mm-hmm. It's it's just something that you want to do so that you get a little bit of experience. But it's one it's one thing that you really can pull together a family because then with kids, you can say, hey, where should we hide this cache? Get get some of their input. Yeah. You know, what, what maybe a theme, because I've, I've heard of like wizards themes or pirate themes and they hide the cache with, you know, buried treasure as, as part of it. And it's a, it's a neat way to, you know, once you've evolved to that stage of like, let's go hide something, um, that's a neat thing to do as a family. Yeah. So what kind of stuff do you guys talk about on your podcasts? Oh, gosh. Well, you want, you <laughs> well, want the tagline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the okay. tagline? Uh, Podcatcher talks about news, tips and tricks, tools of the trade, interviews, caching events, and stories from around the world. So that's that's everything. We're sort of a variety show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, geocachers come from all walks of life. We tell we tell them out there, though, that uh, the geocachers that listen to podcasters are some of the most intelligent, creative, and good-looking listeners that are out there. <laughs> uh, but it's a variety show, essentially, and we, we cover everything from geocaching and GPS news. Uh, lots of our, our, our listeners either call in or write in stories that are fascinating. Um, or we give uh, tips and tricks and uh, tools of the trade, gadgets and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, and because we have an international audience, it's it's great to hear stories of of how people cache in other countries. Um, mm-hmm. We've we've interviewed a lot of different geocachers who uh, somebody who found a virgin, you know, not an actual container, but an earth cache on the top of Mount Everest mm-hmm. actually wow. climbed up there. Someone who's gone caching by hot air balloon, hot air balloon just yeah. really unique sword swallow things. Yeah. Um, but then just other, you know, normal, <laughs> normal, normal cachers, yeah. you know, who just either like to go out to really unusual places or the cachers who like to find a thousand or you know in in a day or a weekend. You know, there's so many different ways to play the game, and uh, so it really we talk is about this whole world that's it out is. there yeah. that mm-hmm. you maybe that. The muggles don't realize. Well, it's, yeah. and, and geocachers—they're—they're they're it's, it's strange because they're both independent. They like to, to go hunting by themselves sometimes. Sometimes they like to go in groups, and some are very, very social. They put together these huge events. You know, it's just like any uh, hobby or, or sport that you'd have. They get together. They have uh, picnics and you know fried chicken, and they get together and have all these uh, you know geocaching tips and and uh, so they're, they're geocaching events as well that pop up everywhere. Yeah. But I think that the trick is it's not just. You know, it is a secret world, but everybody's invited. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to be exclusive, and it's not trying to have other people to be exclusive. exclusive. Um, everyone's invited, and so you can join in. So what do you, like... I'm super excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally stoked. Yeah, I just see so many applications. I can't wait to start, you know, because... For example, if you're you're out somewhere and you're you ha- you're having to do something adult, but you have your child with you and your child is starting mm-hmm. to get temperamental and fussy, then you can be like, oh hey, well while Dad's doing that, yeah. let's see what's around, sure. and you can kill time with geocaching. Or and if you're at any sort of like park or outdoor setting, chances are there's going to be a geocache around. Yeah, or like if you're traveling and really, how many cathedrals can you drag your right <laughs> through? Right, right. But, Slash but, husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the artist. Exactly. Historian, so okay, uh, I was being dragged, but <laughs> but so this way you can have a kind of like a, a multi-layered trip, so to speak, you know, yeah. because the kids are doing one thing, you know, being able to yeah. do the geocaching while you're you get to see that famous triptych that everyone was gushing about, and yeah, yeah, we talked about the fact that you're right, most 
many, many parks have geocaches. And especially if you have young kids, you know, you can go find a cache or two and then let them play on the playground and take a break. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to just overwhelm them with co- with complete caching all day. Yeah. But you can have a variety in your in your day. And the nice thing is it, c- it can evolve over time. You know, um, one of the things that people do is they hide geocaches. Geocaching actually uh, evolved from a, a, an older, much older sport called letterboxing. And and essentially what letterboxing is is sort of what you would consider the typical pirate treasure map. You know, turn turn left at the at the parrot and turn right at the oak tree and mm. and, and here's where the treasure box is. Well, um, you can do something like that and combine it with geocaching and make it a real interesting experience. And again, if you do that with your child and kind of um, use the imagination to uh, bring in something creative, that's always fun to do as well. Nice. I think it's a great tool for homeschooling too. Mm-hmm. You oh, can yeah. incorporate so many subjects mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm I'm so excited. There are educators out there who've actually <laughs> written books on uh, on curriculum on how to use geocaching. I mean, because wow, it's so yeah. engaging and it's so interactive. Because you can use it to teach so many things, not just you know the GPS type of oh, technology, no, yeah. but you can use it in any subject because you can do puzzle caches, you right. know, with math or you know just learning about the world. It's just yeah. awesome. Such a great world, and hopefully you guys can enter the geocaching world as well as listeners. Anything else you guys want to add as we wrap this up or make sure we cover off on? Well, I, if you want to learn more about geocaching, one place to go, of course, is our, our podcast. We talk; It's every week, mm-hmm. and so there's always uh, n- new things to learn and share. I mean, we, we get comments from our listeners all the time that whether you're a veteran or a newbie, and that's what you call it, right? Yeah. Uh, newbie, that there's something to, to hear about at Podcaster. So check out our website. Great. And we will definitely link to that on our website as well. But you guys can also go directly to it, podcaster.com. Thank you so much, Sandy and Sunny, for joining us today. Um, for more information, go to parentsavers.com, uh, which is parents. I was going to talk out what the URL was, but I think that it's pretty clear um, on that one. You can also join our Parent Savers Club, and we'll actually continue the conversation after the show with our bonus content. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Parent Savers. This is Sunny. I'm one of the producers on the show. We have a comment from one of our listeners. This comes from Jason Brooks. And Jason writes... Windows Phone users listen too. I listen to all your podcasts through your app on my Windows Phone. In every intro, you mentioned that the app can be downloaded for iPhone and Android, but I figured since you paid the money to develop a Windows Phone app, I'm sure there are others like me that would want to listen through the Windows Phones, and you should also promote the fact that you have one on the air, please. And then he even provided us the link where we can download it. And uh, Jason, thank you so much for this. You're absolutely right. There's a bunch of people out there that listen to the show through the Windows phone. And uh, we have a special app for that. And we are going to start promoting that we have an app on the Windows phone in addition to one for iOS, which covers the iPhone and iPad, um, Android even, and um, Google Play. So thank you. Thank you for pointing this out, Jason. We really appreciate you listening to our shows and uh, for taking the time to send in this comment. That wraps up today's episode of Parent Savers. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. This is Parent Savers, empowering new parents. 
has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.